Okay. Yes, Look at that. It's almost as if we uh, started our first show 20 years ago, the magic not knowing that we were on the air, and here we are again. We're on the air. That was the magic of radio. I, that right was that was the bump. We're gonna need to, we're gonna need work on this one. We're still the hey. When, when, I point, when, when I point when I point to you, that means you you're supposed to talk. Me? Yeah. When yeah. When I point to you, you speak. Hey, hello again, everybody. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here on the Hawkeye Huddle on our new home, 1350 KRNT and 102.1 FM. ESPN Des Moines Radio. Super excited that we were able to find a new home. And uh, uh, let's face it, we're Cubs fans, so we're excited to be leading into the Cubs in a big series uh, tonight. You and I will be there tomorrow to celebrate our friends uh, John Vaughn's uh, birthday. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. So that'll be great. But uh, this is the 20th year of the Hawkeye Huddle. Brent Ridge and Dave Creighton Jr. with you. We have been all around the metro and different stations. We're landing on 1350. We have been all around the dial. We have. On the FM dial, the AM dial, variety of dials. Dial soap. Television dial. Hey, we were going to MC 22 once. Yep. Or twice. Once or twice for for a while. Hey, everything uh, happened in the world of Iowa Hawkeyes. That's what we do here. Uh, specifically, and if you haven't heard our show before, uh, it's pretty much us. But people will find that that's kind of fun. And I think we've had a good time doing this for 20 years now. We're about 800 broadcasts in, and uh, we're happy to start this uh, this year for 2023 and into 2024. And since we last left you, there's been a ton that has happened. Before we get to football, let's just recap a couple of things that have happened since we left the air in March. A. Iowa baseball team makes uh, the Big Ten tournament finals. Lost a tough one, but then uh, hit the regionals. Got to the regionals. Uh, I guess it would have been the semifinals. They had to win two against. They were in the Indiana losers, bra losers yeah. bracket of the yeah. regional final. Right, but they ended up uh, losing to Indiana State there. Uh, a bit short-handed, handed with uh, Keaton Anthony not being able to play because of the gambling thing. But great season for uh, that team, certainly built up a huge fan base and they've had a great transfer class. It's going to be a lot of fun no next question. year for them as well. Um, of course, Gary Barda has retired as the University of Iowa Athletic Director just last month. Uh, Beth Getz is now the interim and let's face it, that tag is going to go away soon. Right? Well, I certainly, I, I I so, certainly hope right? so. She's got a tremendous pedigree as an athletic director. Highly respected. She was the uh, women's D1 basketball chair last year. She was? Yeah. I read that in her bio. She's she's got a great deal of experience. I think she was at Miami of Ohio as the as the AD. Or right? Ball State, one of those. Ball State, Ball I, State, I, always, I, always, I always get them confused. Ball State, maybe it's Ball. Either way, and then came Ball to Iowa State. and has been in assistant capacity, and she's doing uh, been doing a great job and has taken over already. And I think people are finding her um, approachable, she, nice, yeah, friendly. Well, and she's certainly easy to work with. More, I'm gonna say it this way, but she's a little more candid than. Than Gary was. You know, Gary is a fundraiser. A politician. Uh, and a politician, and he was played things close to the best. He did some great things for the University of Iowa Athletics. She might be just a, a completely different uh, a breath of fresh air. Not that there was anything wrong with Gary, but she might be completely different. We'll see how that goes, but people really seem to, to like her. Both Hoops teams went overseas here this last uh, month, and they uh, swept their uh, European tours, which was kind of cool. Uh, the Iowa women's team really didn't get anybody through the transfer portal. They tried. Uh, they still going to be in the top ten. And looking at selling out 50,000 seats uh, for a preseason game. They're going to get to 50? 
they're at 40 already. We had a 39.8 or something was the last number I saw, but that was earlier this week or late last week. No question, they're going to set a record, NCAA record for uh, women's live women's attendance at a basketball game. Basketball game. That's coming um, up. Much October. like the much like the um, wrestlers did. Yep. In the same location, yep. by the way. Yep. October and 16th or something gets DePaul. Yes. The football team is on the road that week, so they'll all we'll be able to travel Iowa City for the Sunday game against DePaul. Uh, the men's basketball team, um, the big news there was they did get a, a, a couple of transfers. Uh, uh, ben Kripke, is it Kripke or Kripke? Anyway, Mobile, uh, Missouri Valley Conference uh, scoring leader last year, comes in and plays center for them and apparently had a good tour. A lot of freshmen, that's going to be a young uh, team. The freshmen contributed a lot on the road when they were in Europe, but did very well. So that happened. And then there was Big Ten expansion. And we're going to get a lot more into that as we go, but we've added USC, we've added UCLA, Oregon, and Washington, none of which I like. Hate all of it. Really? Hate all of it. You hate change. Yeah. I, it, oh, okay. All right. Okay. You you are... You are um... You're a prisoner to the status quo. You love the old rivalries. And honestly, they ought to maintain the old rivalries and just throw UCLA and the West Coast teams, all of them, uh, into the mix intermittently. Absolutely. Why not? Um, as opposed to making them full-fledged members. But, you know, look, when they, they added Rutgers in Maryland and we were all like, eh. And, you know, five, eight years later, you're like, well, the Rutgers in Maryland in the Big Ten. That's how this is going to be in, in at least up until the next TV deal goes in 2032 or whatever the year is, at which point they'll probably end up with essentially a Division One that's got 64 Power Five teams, and there's probably not even there's probably not even be conferences. Yep. It's going to be more more like the NFL where you're going to have sort of one and two, and maybe you know hopefully they'll go back to some regions so that it makes a little bit more sense because I'm sure that. Cal and Stanford in the ACC looks really fun with SMU. That's, and that's happening, right? Apparently, that, that's yeah. Happening. I, so. hey, look, I, here, I will say this. Um, I, I will be in, if Iowa goes to SC as is on the schedule next year, I'll be there. I'm going to, I mean, I, I've got to go to that Mecca, right? You've got to go to the college. You going to the Coliseum? You know, uh, I will probably make a trip to. You sure you have to bodyguard, Andrew, Andrew? You better beef up, buddy. <laughs> I have a place to stay in, in uh, Seattle with my buddy Jerry out there, uh, who's listening in and does each week. Um, and so, tell you people know, how they can stream this right now. Uh, I think the 1350 KRNT is the way to go. If you look at 1350 KRNT, yep, streaming, there, no they, streaming. They don't, but there's lots of services that stream them out. Okay, there. the yes, Hawkeye so, Huddle. You can't get it on thehawkeyehold.com just yet. Okay. So we, we worked all this out in the last week. You know, right? well, the last Actually, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. But um, but in reality, um, there are streaming services out there that are grabbing. I was looking, and there are ways to do it earlier. Okay. In fact, I think a couple of our loyal uh, Twitter followers, right. X followers, were like trying to help others with it's some Twitter. Of those, uh, uh, I will never call it X. Okay. There's one change I'm not making. I don't X. I tweet. I tweet. I don't post, I tweet. The other big thing that has happened... At the Hawkeye Huddle, and you're at Hawkeye Huddle, too. That's right. The other big thing that has happened before we get to football... Hurry up. ...is the Swarm Beer and Vodka. There you I'm go. I'm going with the beer because that's what I'm drinking right here at G-Mix. We're at G-Mix, by the way, every Tuesday, 5 to 6 o'clock, and come join us, and they serve Swarm Beer. A percentage is 25%? I thought it was 25, yeah. but it might be 20. One of them is 20, one's 25. It's, it's after... 
after the costs go out, then they get 25% of it goes to the swarm. And it, the collective has sent 50 grand or something like that already. Right? I thought it was like 82,000 is how much Exile has already sent to, to the swarm. And I haven't heard what, I think the Foundry's number was like 20,000. So the swarm is Iowa's NIL collective that the, the money is spent not just to pay the athletes, as if you were in Alabama or the SEC schools where they're just writing checks, but you actually, those the students have to have some sort of a deal with a with a nonprofit or with uh, with somebody locally who they're doing work for for nonprofit, and then they can get some money, and that's how the swarm works. So you can contribute to that uh, if you want to personally, as I did, but you can also do it just by drinking this beer. There and you it's go. Pretty darn good stuff. So that's good stuff. All right. As long as you're of legal drinking age and not using your mother's account to drink. Drink responsibly. Drink, <laughs> drink legally and responsibly. Drink legally and responsibly. There, there you that go. seems like a good uh, good plan, good idea. I okay. think for most. One big piece of football news, and we're going to take our first break. We're going to hold ourselves to, to four breaks this year instead of three, but they'll be shorter. Yes, three-minute breaks. We're going to get used to this. But the one big piece of football news everybody's wanting is uh, what, what, did, what did Kirk have to say and what did Kate McNamara have to say? Kate, of course, transfers in from Michigan this year. Uh, had a, a great Kids' Day scrimmage debut in front of a bunch of people, threw a bunch of long passes, looked terrific, and then pulled a hammer. He or did. Quad, he pulled quad. a quad. Didn't pulled a quad. He, he pulled a front front leg. Front yeah, leg. Front, front leg injury. Right. But he's yeah, he and, was back and there was practice. a col collective gasp. Yes. Of oh no. Well, because the reason he was transferring was because he went down with a knee injury at Michigan. Right? Well, and, and it was a non-contact injury, and those are never good, uh, particularly when you're just watching a guy and he's running and then he falls down. That's that's like never ever good. And we we hit the good side, the lucky fortunate side of how that injury could have been. He's back to practice. Kirk indicates he's going to start on Saturday. So Kirk is hopeful. So today was a little bit more, was a little bit more cagey. It was, we're hopeful, we think he's going to start. He's practicing. Kate They're not going to come out with Deacon Blues well, on the first. Deacon Hill. Deal, he's already, Deacon Hill Street Blues, is that where we're going? No, Deacon Blues. Steely Dan. Okay. Um, as as Kate said today, I'm not doing full work right now. Right? I'm practicing, I'm in pads, but I'm not doing everything right now. We'll see what they allow me to do. Kirk says he's medically allowed to practice and he's medically cleared. And if you're medically cleared, that means they don't think you can hurt yourself anymore. The question is just when can you heal up enough to be 100%? And I don't think he's 100% yet. We'll have to see how that goes. He will play. I, he will play Saturday. I just cannot imagine. Good Lord, if he's a statue in the back in the backfield, Can't how could worse. that be any different than what we've had the last three years? And he's got more accuracy, and he can throw the deep ball dramatically better. We've already seen that just in the brief glimpses yes. that we've seen him practice and participate uh, in, in ball public outings. Overall, just the ball comes out quicker. And that's huge. All right, we're going to take our first break. We're going to come back. We're going to get into uh, the changes that are taking place. New faces all over the place uh, from the transfer portal. And yet at the same time, a lot of the same names coming back for this Iowa football team with big expectations. We'll be back in, what, three, three minutes? Three minutes. All right. On the Hawkeye Huddle on 1350 KRNT. And our question is really going to be whether or not they were able to grow as players or not. Uh, Kirk uh, seems to feel like they have. I mean, you know, we've, we've seen Kirk over the years. But he's been pretty cagey with uh, when when he's a little worried. He talks about how young everybody is and how they're new. When he's feeling better about it, he starts to say, yeah, things are coming along. Things are coming along. Things are looking good. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. We've got some people in the right place. They've got depth. There's no question they've got a lot of depth. People who have played football before and, and, and have had success 
at other schools in the transfer portal. One at uh, is it Saginaw State. Yeah, those guys are they're, they're listed, you know, second, second string. string. Rusty Fast and Dewan Parker. Yeah, but Parker's been hurt, so he hasn't yeah. been able to practice well, very much. And there's the other piece of last year. It was a young offensive line. And they all started the year hurt. Almost well, all of them and, were hurt. And you had a center who had never snapped a, a ball right. in, a, in a live game. If we, get, if we get improvement just out of the center position, the offensive line will be better. I mean, so, so the it, quarterback it, we've already established is going to be better. Right. We've got improved our talent level at the wide receivers. And tight ends, you, you're not as good because you don't have Sam Laporta, but but Eric Hall could be really, really good. He could be really, really good. And we know that Luke Lachey is going to be really, really good. Um, so, again, I think you've got an extraordinarily viable one-two punch at tight end. And you've got a, a two solid, great running backs. I consider them great, both Williams and Johnson. You know, and the freshman uh, is the third running back. So, what's not to like about that? Right? Yes, Patterson's third running back. Yeah, right. Right. So, I, you know, here's the thing. I, 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 the the 25 point thing is is obviously kind of a joke and kind of funny in terms of can they average that because they did last year as bad as they were, right? So, so 17 points a game, but offensively. But when you added in, wasn't it? Wasn't it? There was. I think Iowa averaged 17 points a game, uh, and that included the de- defense. And we scored four points in the first game. <laughs> the offense got three. Yeah. That's not going to happen this weekend. No, we're not going to see that. No, I, Utah it, 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 right, South Dakota right, State would right, be a uh, two right. touchdown favorite over Utah State. All right, on the defensive side of the ball, we are very, very deep in the defensive line, and I use we as the pejorative as we're Hawkeye fans, so we're part of the team. That's the way it is. Just live with it. That's right. The Hawks are very deep at, at D line, even without Noah Shannon. Um, and how long does that appeal take? Don't they just rubber stamp it and say, okay, you get five games or four games like Jim Harbaugh? Or maybe uh, knock it down to only three? Only Jim Harbaugh or Michigan. Um, I, I, my, my sense is, my guess is that you will not have an answer from the NCAA for the entire season. Oh, really? So they're going to drew out him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a darn shame. You know, I mean, Noah Shannon's a good guy. He's on the leadership council. He's an Eagle they left scout. him on there, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so let, let's look, I, you know, he broke a rule I, I get it. Um, I just feel like that, the, that with sports gambling, the way that it is, is set up today in terms of the apps and, and things being legal and that betting on other teams should not be against or betting on the NBA. It, right. It's, it's a bad rule. Okay. Um, and, and so, uh, yes, betting how about, on your own team, how about not, how about not betting on anything that does with your university or your sport? Fine. But he bet on Iowa women's basketball, and so. Well, you know. yeah, he bet on to beat South Carolina. Winner. Yeah. Winner. Well, at least he got that one. I hope, so I hope he had the money line. Yeah. But I, I will tell you, so, you know, North Shannon notwithstanding, you're looking at a, a defensive line with Deontay Craig, Y.A. Black, Logan Lee, and, uh, and, and Evans. And Aaron Graves. And, and, and Aaron Graves there. and Jeremiah Pittman backing those guys up. And yes, Ethan Herkett and, uh, uh, and Llewellyn will be the other defensive ends, L- but. That's no. Max Llewellyn's no, brother, Max right? Llewellyn. Luke, no, Luke's, Luke's Luke pitcher. Llewellyn's brother, right? Yeah. The pitcher from the baseball team's brother. We're going to get that mixed up a lot because we played. Well, Luke, Luke right, we played a lot of baseball. Luke, Luke. Of right? Yeah. I can't right. believe Luke is still on the baseball team as old as he is. I know, but Matthew's still in college too. So what he's so is Andrews, as far as I go. 
But, uh, yeah, Graves and Pittman will be guys that will play a ton, right? Right. And behind these other guys, and apparently Y.A. Black has been unblockable. Deontay Craig, we know, had a great year last year. They're going to be they're going to be fine. Uh, uh, the Higgins kid gets a chance finally to step up. Hawk, and, hawk, uh, hawk, hawk, hawk. His dad uh, with the with the hawk, hawk, hawk toast all the time um, gets a chance to step up at the linebacker along with Nick Jackson. And then I was interested in the uh, you know Kyler Fisher is listed as the as the number one cash instead of no the no 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 that's wrong. He's Leo and slash cash. So if cash is in, it's Castro. If we're playing four that three, that makes more sense. Gotcha. Fisher is more, much more sense. Fisher okay. is it's based on the lineup, not okay. The, or whether whether you've got five yeah. five defensive backs, or whether you've got yep. um, you know a four three. I, I did, that makes much more sense because Sebastian Cashel played very very well oh, no, no. last year. That and yeah, on top of that, I mean, he caused a bunch of turnovers. He hits like a truck, right? And and we're going to see those guys interchange in a number of different ways. But that's good to see, of course. Uh, Cooper DeGene at the corner. Jamari Harris is the other corner. Um, after uh, spending the year out with a knee injury, he played so well uh, at the end of the previous year in, in uh, place of Riley Moss, and he came back now, and he's going to be the starter. Was was he implicated in the gambling? I don't know because there Harris? was something about uh, no. Uh, right now, there are no. There's nobody. There might have been. Yeah, there were rumors out there, but there is nobody that has said that that's any kind of thing official. And I think by now we would know that, right? So he's starting this weekend. So that's way well, it's going to be. Well, you know, it's also interesting is that the Big Ten's implemented this two-hour rule. So by 9 o'clock Saturday morning, you're going to know if people are available to play or not. Um, very interesting rule, much like the NFL does 90 minutes before the game for you fantasy allowed- football players who understand that. Um, you know, if you get your guy you thought is going to start and then gets ruled out. So the Big Ten, and I think I think NCAA, and why would they do that? Gambling. It's the only reason. Yeah, it's Kirk only- says he doesn't really mind it because he's like, you know, by then, you know, all secrets are out of the bag. But it is kind of funny. The only reason to do it would be gambling. I mean, it's really the only reason. I Allegedly, it's that- for transparency of injury purposes, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. You know. Bill Belichick also put his entire team as questionable one yeah, time, fifty-three questionable. men on the on yeah, the roster. Yeah, so there's there's ways around that. And it's, it's I don't know if it's silly or not, but it's it's interesting that gambling has permeated itself into such a commonplace thing. It's no different than having you know underage kids drinking, essentially yeah. at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and the legislation that's gone on and the other. 132 Division One football schools and the other 300 and however many basketball teams we have out there and so on and so forth. Kirk's got a right to be a little bit upset. Um, and, you know. As do the as does Tom Brands. Just nothing, yeah, as just nothing like Brands. a good He's DCI agent four. trying to make a name for himself with the support yeah. of certain legislative and, and elected officials. Wrestlers going to be shorthanded this year uh, for, because now, now there. I thought there were four of them. We don't, do we know who they are? Cassiope's one, but yeah. Oh, uh, oh Nelson. Nelson, yeah, he just got yeah. married. Yeah, Kennedy's one of them. Pat Kennedy and Seabrick. Yeah, Seabrick. Yeah, we know all four of them. But, yeah, that gives it. That gives you a shot. I think Ben Keeter has a shot to wrestle somewhere this year. Right? Well, he might wrestle uh, at heavyweight, even right. though he's only going to weigh yeah. two hundred thirty-eight pounds. Right. We'll we'll see. Right, it'll be the lightest heavyweight out there. But hey, um, we'll he'll see. also we'll be see. the fastest. 
we'll uh, we'll talk a lot more wrestling when that comes around. But it's it, this this gambling thing is going to affect Iowa and Iowa State and nobody else. And it, it, there is something to be say that for, said for the whataboutism, right? There is. I, I, I'm on two minds again. Kids broke rules that they knew were rules, and yet at the same time, it's not being enforced equally. And that's the part. It's just not being enforced equally. And so the NCAA should not enforce any of it. If you can't enforce it equally across the board, then you should not enforce any of it. And, uh, and they are not doing it. They're, they're, they're picking and choosing winners and losers. The laziest people on the face of the earth are the people that work at the NCAA. They, How do you get a job there? I'm trying. So really Andrew's we're, applied. Yeah, we're applying. It's the only, it's the only place he's applied I, in three I don't months. Know. Uh, since, the, since we were off the air there, I have no idea what break we're at or anything. I'm going to keep talking so that we can actually get through some of this stuff. Um, schedule this year breaks uh, in a way that is conducive to Iowa having a good football season, right? No Ohio State, no Michigan. Uh, Got to go to Penn State. Right, and you got to go to Wisconsin, who is by most favored over over Iowa. Uh, and you know what? Maybe that was only because Iowa was going to Wisconsin. It, well, and somehow their new coach is it, apparently. Oh, we, uh, uh, Matt Rule and Luke Fickle are already, and PJ Fleck, who's never beat Kirk Ferentz, are all are all rated higher as uh, better coaches in the Big Ten Conference than Kirk yes. Ferentz. The dean of coaches uh, currently is only behind. Two or three in Big Ten history and wins. Woody Hayes and Amos Alonzo Stagger, somebody. And both Shen Beckler. Whoa. All right. Whatever. And, right, and then those three, and then Kirk, right? Yeah, you, I you think. Up Hayden. And, but, you know, but yeah, definitely then, you know, Matt Rule clearly qualifies as a better coach, as does Luke Fickle, right? And they're, they're counting on Wisconsin coming in and changing everything that they do. Um, I'm not saying it's not going to happen because they did bring in some nice transfers. I'm just saying it's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't believe in Wisconsin until I see it happening. Uh, it, PJ Fleck, against will, Big Ten teams, right? I will never believe in PJ Fleck. He's a snake oil salesman, and that's why Iowa beats them. Every All kinds year. of bad things um, coming out out of Minnesota about PJ Fleck and the culture up there. Yep. Similar to Northwestern, not not with the uh, uh, the car wash, the car wash hazing uh, concepts, but uh, in terms of. Being able to get by with failed drug tests and a variety of other things, and still getting to play, and yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it's not John L. Well, maybe it is. John L. Smith <laughs> arrested on Thursday, suspended on Friday, reinstated no, no, on Chris Saturday. Chris L. Rucker, Chris L. Rucker, but who did got it? Out of got out of prison, not jail, prison on Thursday. Took his orange jumpsuit off and put on a green white uh, uniform and played it at the University of Iowa against Iowa on on Saturday. Um, I always was that Mark John L? That, no, that was Chris L. Rucker. No, who was John L. Coach. Smith? No, Mark D'Antonio. Oh, Mark D'Antonio. My, I always my, get those my, two my confused. Oh, how do I? I love I hate, love to hate that guy. Now, and 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 here's the thing. I actually think Matt Rule is going to be good at Nebraska. I, I don't think they're going to be good this year. They don't have any but, players, right? But I actually any, think any old the, players. I think they finally have made the hire, and I think they're going to be dangerous down the road. Just you know, but the schedule for then for Iowa this year. You got the Penn State game, and you got the Wisconsin game, and then the rest of them are you feel pretty good about it. Well, you're going to be favored in virtually every, every other every game. other one, right? Um, Iowa State, nobody really knows what they've got because they've lost so many players. You never know it, but that's a game that you could look at and go. Obviously, it's it's the Cyhawk Trophy that can go either way. And it's going to be a hundred degrees that day, but other than that, you start to look at this schedule, and really the big ones pop out at you, and you start to look at. Looking at you, WNL, you do your Marty, Marty Terrell, WNL, the schedule, and ha-ha, 
we come up with nine, ten wins out of this season? If only Kenny T were here to be working the ones and twos, that's a whole different story. Um, anyway, no, I, I mean, if you if you took a quick glance and you just said how many games that I were going to be favored in, it would be ten, and they'd be underdogs in two. Um, and one of those for I, Wisconsin right now, I certainly would be less than a touchdown. And in my inkling at Penn State would be if you just – and I don't know the line. I'm sure my buddy Trent does. I, I venture seven and a half right now, maybe between seven and a half and ten uh, is probably where you'd put that just on paper. Um, who knows? Iowa comes out and does what I think they're going to do on Saturday. Um, and all of a sudden, a lot of those numbers are going to shrink. All right, let's take our last break. Um, we are going to uh, skip Tom Cager. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, because of the, but he will be with us uh, this on our 20th year once we get all this equipment stuff figured out and we um, and, and figure out exactly how we're going to do this without sitting and talking to each other on our phones. Once we figure that out, we'll get Tom back on with us for the duration of the next 35 weeks. You get 35 weeks of us, folks. The first one's always the fun one, right? And it's, it's always a cluster. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in three minutes. You're listening to the Hawkeye Hill on 1350 KRNT. And we're back here on the Hawkeye. Hello, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you at G-Migs, as we will be each week from now through the winter sports season, Lord willing. And the <laughs> we Greeks go that, rise. Right? Who knows where we'll travel during that time? We, uh, well, and I'm already, I know I'm going to be gone on the 19th, and I'm trying to figure out how we're going to do this. Where are you going to do that? Where are you going to go? I'm going to be in Iowa City. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, there will be possible Cancun trips for you. I know we're doing that. We, you know, we do this every year, right? But we figure that out. We get this part straightened out, then we go on the road. So, but if nothing else, we're going to be uh, mostly here at G-Migs. And uh, you might find us here for an away game or two uh, as well. Although I think I'm going to, I, I've got tickets for Iowa State. I got tickets for Nebraska. I got, got my Wrigley ticket. ticket. I think the only two I'm not going to be at will be Penn State and uh, Wisconsin. And you never know about Wisconsin. Might dial that one well, up. And run up. I know that I am never going to Ames, so that's not an issue. <laughs> uh, Trey said, "Why don't we go to the Penn State game?" But it was a little late in the day when he said it, and I was like, uh, uh, "That'd be fun." But the problem with Penn State, you can't get there from here. There, basically, there's nowhere to stay. You can only stay two hours away. It's like you, it's. It, there's there's only enough room in State College for a handful of hotels, and then there's nothing. You have to stay, like, two hours away. So it would be like going to a game in Iowa City and staying in Des Moines, right? Not even Cedar Rapids, but literally staying in Des Moines so that you can go to a game in Iowa City. Well, that's what I do. And, well, I know, but that just seems – you're not getting the atmosphere out of it. I, I, I get it. Hey, I, um, before we forget, we want to make sure uh, we mention the great sponsors that we do have so far this year. Uh, we're looking for more, as always, but we got our good friends from AMPM Plumbing back, and uh, we do. We do. We do. I heard them, the, the ad running. Uh, so we do. You know what they do? They do plumbing. They do plumbing. Well, we'd like to uh, uh, to uh, thank them for supporting us for so many years. Of course, uh, Andy mm-hmm. Lancaster from Remax uh, uh, Real Estate, and, of course, G-MIGS, our big supporter here, and uh, where you can find us each and every week, and we'll be talking about other sponsors down the road as things roll along here on the Hawkeye Huddle uh, each week. Well, uh, nothing like being last minute people because that's how we just have rolled for twenty yeah, some but years. Actually, we weren't last minute this 
things just kind of got messed up on us here yeah. at the end of July. But anyway, um, the only other sport going on so far, field hockey, uh, right oh. in the top 10, but they, they go into, they go out to uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. They beat number 12 Lake Forest and then number one North Carolina last weekend. So we'll see how they hop back up. But, uh, you know, they were ranked number one for quite a while last year. They had a great year last year, and they're starting off uh, on top of the heap right now, having uh, won uh, two games in the top 25 and one against number one North Carolina. How, how, how do they not become number one? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that works. But you would think that would be a good possibility as well, right? Um, but we'll find out much, much more of that about that as we go. All right. Trying to pay attention to the amount of time that we have left in the show. Well, I've, got, I've got a timer you here. you got a timer here, so we got about six minutes, right? Uh, seven. Seven. We can even talk about the Big Ten TV deal, but let's not do that. Let's oh, talk about Utah, Utah State. So here's the deal with Utah State this week. Um, they did make a bowl game last year. I think they went six and seven. Then they lost almost all their players. Either Ninety-three you know. teams made bowl games last year. Okay. <laughs> That's not accurate. You have to really suck to not go to a you bowl. You just have to be below 500. Like Iowa State, for example. Yes. Just and, and as, as, a, as, a, as a random example of teams that didn't make. Uh, the random teams that didn't, didn't make bowl games last year. Matt Campbell's a better coach than Kirk Ferentz. Just ask 90% of ESPN, and they'll tell you. But they didn't go to a bowl game last year, and their best season was what eight and four? No, no, no. They won uh, nine and three nine when they, and when they three. won their ninth game in the in that bowl game uh, against Oregon against a four win Oregon team. No, it wasn't four wins. It was a Fiesta Bowl. They were four and two. They had barely played. Okay, they were four and two. I'm not kidding you. They were not. It was, it was, anyway, um, that might be inaccurate, but they had barely won any games. Anyway, that having been said, um, I don't know. Now I've completely lost my train of thought. Utah State. Utah State had a decent team last year, and they've lost a huge chunk of it, including their entire offensive line, which means the Iowa defensive line should just feast this weekend, right? And so as much as Iowa fans are going to want to see Iowa come out and start slinging the ball all over the yard, because we would love to see that, that's not what's going to happen. You know, Kate McNamara has been hurt. Um, I I anticipate seeing him, but I bet we'll see – Deacon Hill as the backup quarterback would be the first time that uh, we've seen Kirk Ferentz go to a backup quarterback that early in a long, long time, I believe. And and he'll let Deacon Hill throw the ball a little bit, but I I, I don't, I don't think there's going to be a ton of that. It's going to be a lot of running. Iowa trying to establish that offensive line, trying to get that running game going. So they're ready to go to Iowa state the next week. Utah state doesn't have much. If Iowa struggles in this game, it's way bigger. It's a way bigger alarm than last year's struggle against South Dakota well, against the defending national champions. And I couldn't disagree with you more. Um, I think we're going to see Iowa. I'm not saying they're going to throw it 45 times, but I think they're going to try and have a fair and balanced offensive approach here. And if that means that we run the ball 38 times, or especially in the first half, let's say, let's say Iowa runs the ball 20 times. I think I could see us having 17 passes and it, And I, I, what I'm hopeful for is that we're 15 for 17 in, in two touchdowns and we're 20, 20 rushes for 125 yards and two touchdowns. And it's 28 nothing at halftime. I think I was going to put up 40 this, uh, this week. I, I could see you being absolutely correct about the first half, uh, uh, completely balanced, because that's what they like to do. They like to, to balance it out. Uh, if it stays balanced in the second half, um, the majority of those passes will be swing passes or, or, or over the middle of the tight end. 
not a lot of downfield stuff. Once Iowa gets that 28-point lead, which I agree, I think they're going to get out fast. I think they're going to roll down the field pretty easily against this Utah State team. Like and roll on Iowa? Huh? Like roll on Iowa? Roll along Iowa. And if you want the words to that song, which is the third school song, the original school song, you can stand next to me at every game. I sing them as the team goes off the field or the band goes off the field because they play that. Um, I, I think, though, Kirk will do what he always does, which is suddenly things will just tighten up. Third, fourth quarter are going to be really boring, and it's just not going to be a lot. But I do think there will be scoring. I think 40 is a bit generous. Are we getting to our last call? We might as well do it. We don't we need a last call sponsor, even. But right now, that one's sponsored by the Swarm, which I'm currently go consuming. Swarm right? Beer's Swarm beer. last call. Right, the Swarm Beer last call. And I, and I think um, I, I'm going to uh, – we'll, we'll go right in. What was it? The number's at 25 and a half. All right. 35, 35-7. Iowa gets, beats the number. And 35 – no defensive touchdowns. No defensive scores. Uh, Iowa's going to score over 40. So I'm going to say 41. Means two field goals by uh, our man uh, Drew Stevens. Tory Taylor will have three punts down inside the ten. There they be the only three punts he kicks the entire day. <laughs> and uh, um, the Hawks are going to put up forty-one. I think this game's going to go over the total, so I'm going to go forty-one to six, something like that. Uh, Utah Utah State gets a, a late, oh by the way, touchdown against thirteen defense. Um, it's usually where it's going to come. Yeah. Uh, something like that. I think the first team defense is going to be nails. Uh, honestly, the, the smart play, in my opinion right now would be to lay the lumber in the first half, probably 14 and a half would be my guess. Uh, just off the top of my head have a look. Don't know, but that'd be my guess is to, is to where you're going to be. And, uh, you know, let's walk out of Kinnick on set on Saturday. Happy. Um, a little toasty because it's going to be hot. <laughs> I just got my new game day shirt, um, so I'm excited about that. What are we tailgating? What? Well, hopefully we're going to have a tailgate sponsor. I've uh, I, started I to grease the wheels on that. Yeah. Um, I think in the morning we're we're just going to go with the Bloody Marys and uh, walk up and see the old man since he's supposed to be okay. up at his place. But in the afternoon, I figured we'd be grilling. Perhaps some Aggie burgers, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to – we are, as a member of the Swarm, we're invited to go up to the Swarm thing in the courtyard there as well, up top, and right. hang out there for a little while. We, we may have an odd, oddly quick morning tailgate move into a longer afternoon tailgate. Hey, let's let's yeah. crowd – hey, good news for those of us from Des Moines, 380 and 80 are apparently are now connected. I'll believe it when I see it on Wednesday. Wow, it happened so quickly. When, it was only a ten and a half year project. Well, I got Wednesday and Friday. We're going to have two opportunities to see that. We are. Uh, whether or not it, it, and we may actually even take it just to see if it works. We're we're going by there tomorrow at like seven a.m. on our way to Chicago, yeah, aren't we? Right. And then and then on the way back on Friday. At any rate, but uh, well, it's good to be back doing the huddle. It's. Uh, not surprising that we're doing it on the phone. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's not. It's better. Better we're doing it this way. There's. Hey, I heard the bumper music. Yeah, it's that good means we got about 45 seconds, 30 seconds left. Right. So, anyway, thanks to Danny uh, from the station who's been busting his butt trying to help us out. Good to see Andrew over there on the big speaker. 
Good to see you, my friend. And uh, go Hawks. We're gonna. Yeah, we're looking at. Let's good. start this. Let's start this season off right. Yep.